survey, excavate, partake, and conversate on passions, concepts, hobbies, and philosophies with the crew at Hub for Hubba. Prepare to be introduced to your next obsession. I have been jonesing to play some fucking paintball, dude. I mean, it sounds like fucking fun. I don't know how easy it's going to be to find a fucking place open to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I know of a couple different paintball parks out uh, like on the outskirts of San Diego. Mm -hmm. There's this one that's an indoor paintball park. uh, I think it's like over by Convoy Mm -hmm. um, that I've really wanted to try. I'm I'm sure that it's going to be shutting down as soon as things are shutting down, like as they're shutting down again right now. Yeah. But like, I hate cardio and like, I don't like, but I love fucking playing paintball Mm. and running feels like it's necessary in that. (laughs) And it doesn't feel like I'm just running for the sake of running. Yeah. You're actually having fun. Right. I've, uh, I've only gone like a few times. And my biggest fear is definitely getting shot in the balls. Why? uh, uh, Fucking because I don't want to get an erection in public after my balls are in pain. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You're into people hitting you in the balls and stuff? Yeah. Cock and ball torture. uh, Cock and ball torture. It's um, It's a hobby of mine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, isn't that convenient? Because today we're talking about try-hard video games in... uh, fucking pc uh like computer games (laughs) and uh the games that we're talking about today are starcraft 2 and league of legends both games that uh if you're a fucking masochist uh you should totally get into um uh so hey welcome to hub for hubbub i'm Corey the wood tier guru joined by my co-host alex uh you can follow me on instagram at black sheep wall black sheep wall today yep okay it's a starcraft one cheat code <laughs> right on dude uh, what, what does this cheat code do it removes the fog of war okay right on so like just an option in modern rts's yeah <laughs> right on um so we're definitely going to start off talking about starcraft 2 today and then we're going to transition to league of legends and uh, the reason we're going to do that will become more apparent later mm. um we've already like briefly touched on uh playing those games at least in terms of our hub date uh from a few episodes ago yeah um but we're gonna go into a little bit more of why you should get into those games um and kind of like why you should get into pc gaming in general so let's go ahead and start off with like pc master race question mark um uh In comparison to console and shit? Well, yeah. I mean, absolutely. Uh, like, the, the consoles are... The next generation of consoles is coming out. Yeah. Well, the fucking new Xbox is, like, already out, isn't it? Yeah. And heard, the okay. PS5 came out so this last as Thursday. Far, as far as, like, PC gaming and all that shit, like, I'm actually kind of, like, uh, impressed by, like, the new Xbox and stuff like that. Okay. So you can make it so for... You can pay $35 a month to have, like, your new Xbox. And that shit is fucking badass. Like, I don't know anything about the specs and all that shit, but I definitely know that it's, uh, like, 
it's a solid state hard drive and then i think they made their own g or microsoft made their own gpu for this new xbox and then what else like i don't know like i'm looking at these new xboxes and i'm like mm, well hello yeah i mean pretty much every time i've bought a new console it's been for halo yeah pretty much um i I'm, i bought, i bought the one for halo 4 and then like played it six times yeah i, I bought the, i bought my xbox 360 I, I actually bought the halo 3 legendary edition before i bought my xbox 360 nice. um i bought my original xbox in order to play the original combat evolved um yep. and then uh i'm pretty sure i got my xbox one um before or yeah in order to get halo four and five yeah halo four and five and mm-hmm. um the next one's halo infinite yeah and like i'm i don't know like i'm nervous that they're gonna fuck it up but i also was not a huge fan of four and five i feel like it was weird what they did with the campaigns and i feel like the the multiplayer was a little bit too call of duty for me sure but infinite i haven't read too much on it but it's supposed to be open world they're supposed to be like a little it's supposed to be like a little bit more mobile and then but like people are like, damn, the fucking graphics are ass. Yeah, and like I, apparently it's been like development hell. Like, yeah, there's, there's been a lot of like developers like quitting, and then there's people just like, this is such a piece of fucking shit. Like they're trying to rush it. Yeah, I mean they definitely need it to be basically a release title for the Xbox, uh, or for the new Xbox. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I'm sure that we are going to have a dedicated Halo episode here in the future. Yeah, probably. Uh, if there is a game that has defined um, uh, our gaming experience and our growth as gamers uh, over the years, for Alex and I, it, it is Halo. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm definitely nervous about the about Halo Infinite. Um, I'm, I'm worried that it could be really bad. Um, but I haven't played it, and maybe I'll be wrong. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. But uh, StarCraft Two. Yeah, um, the PS Five also just released. Um, so the the it, in order to get into gaming, right? As as it's looking like right now, your your monetary investment is looking to be about five hundred dollars at the mm-hmm. minimum if you're going to get into console gaming. Yeah. Right. Um, if you buy like the the version that you sh- probably should buy for your consoles it's going to be the 499 version mm. and then you've got all your peripherals on top of that um in addition to your games okay um you can uh so your entrance into console gaming is a little bit cheaper um pc gaming however uh by hardcore gamers i believe is <laughs> still by far and away like way the, way better the the way to go yeah fucking you can play anything you want mm-hmm. on pc there's emulators so if you want to play fucking old school ass games you can totally do that you can literally do whatever you want yeah like people develop console games on pcs so and the number of like indie games that come out for pc uh there's so many more of them uh than what come out for consoles oh yeah um 
Steam has an absolute ass load of indie games and that's just one platform like there's still tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of indie games that release like on their own you know launch pads or whatever the fuck they're called right so that's super sick so as far as like your options go as far as what kinds of games you want to play Mm -hmm. um pc is the way to go yeah um so uh but your monetary investment is probably going to be between if if you want a decent computer like a computer that will run most games halfway decent i i think you're probably looking at a thousand dollar price tag Mm. uh you can probably get away with a thousand dollar price tag for like all of your peripherals like keyboard mouse uh screen and then like seven hundred dollars on on like a decent built computer Mm -hmm. um if you want to build it yourself you can skim a little bit of that away um and uh, because honestly like building your own computer isn't that hard no it's actually pretty fucking easy it's like basically you just get the parts you plug them into your motherboard you plug your motherboard into your into your power uh, supply case power supply and then then load shit up into the wall (laughs) yeah um and then you connect that shit and then you troubleshoot for a long time (laughs) (laughs) um but uh like it's it's really not that hard uh and your pc is most likely going to last you much much longer than a console ever will um hands down yeah the the parts uh, like you you can replace individual parts in your pc and that's Mm -hmm. just not something that you can really do in consoles right like uh i built my original computer in 2013 um i did one minor upgrade like five years ago and then i just had like one of the most integral parts of the computer break and for three hundred dollars um i was back in it yeah Um, and it's better and it's better and it's going and i'm not gonna have to replace that part for probably another five years yeah um and i get access to this crazy array of games um the reason why we're talking about StarCraft II and League of Legends today is because both of them are games that have a pretty high skill ceiling, right? Yeah. Uh, their skill floor is also pretty high. So Yeah, there's definitely a learning curve just to like play the game at all at yeah. any sort of level. Like But I mean like those those are fun games for certain people, like Yeah. I mean, meant like if you enjoy feeling stupid and you enjoy losing, you'll really enjoy StarCraft and League of Legends because <laughs> when you make a mistake, you lose. Yeah. Like, level in StarCraft too. Like, if you make a mistake, you will get punished for it. And like, I think that that shit's like super fun. Like, it's just like a mental fight. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I I've really enjoyed like CS:GO and like other hardcore shooters like throughout you know all the times I've been playing games. But like. Starcraft 2 is just one of those games where like it's always been in the back of my mind it's like wow I really want to fucking get into that but like I also don't like being reminded that I'm dumb <laughs> I would like to delude myself into you know believing that maybe I'm not dumb yeah but Starcraft mm-mm. it's just like every time you make a mistake it just like flicks your balls you're like oh dummy flick like, oh shit yeah um both of these games are they're old games at this point yeah um they're they're both about 10 years old and it speaks to 
it speaks to how good they are mm. that both of these games have still have a pretty significant player base yeah league of legends is still one of the top played games in the world yeah um starcraft 2 i'm not i'm I'm not as familiar with starcraft how, how does the player base look for StarCraft? i mean like i'm pretty sure it's like it's the game has been like on its way out the door but the thing with starcraft is that like people still play brood war mm-hmm. and like there's still like professional starcraft the meta is still developing for brood war and brood war is 20 years old yeah and so like starcraft 2 is like in my opinion it's a lot harder to pick up and like be competent at than like pretty much any other game i've played like it's and and it's 1v1 so like that's another thing too is like a lot of people enjoy like playing games with their friends and shit like that and it's just like i personally am content with just being in a discord lobby and like talking shit and hanging out with my buddies and that while doing whatever the fuck i want like on my own Mm -hmm. and uh you know the esports scene is still alive for starcraft 2 like they're the gsl like the what, what was it it was like the second or third fourth season whatever the last season of gsl for starcraft 2 just completed like a week ago and that was fucking awesome there's like mar it was maru versus ty i'm not gonna spoil what happened because like you can watch that shit on youtube yourself but maru maru has been an esports starcraft 2 player since he was like 10 years old and he's been in the game for like 10 years and so he's 20 and like ty was a caster so like he used to just like cast the tournaments and then at one point in time he was just like i'm gonna i want to try my hand at playing the game and then he fucking kicked ass and then like uh and then he tried both casting and being a tournament player so it's just like a really really cool situation where it's like maru being representative of like the legacy of esports in starcraft 2 and then ty being like the guy that you know he was a spectator at first like it's the transition that every gamer that you know really enjoys like esports like oh man like i would love to fucking you know cast tournaments and shit like that and then it's like or like oh i would really like to be in those professional shoots like he's the guy that's actually done it and so it was it was a fucking super entertaining match too right on um so yeah let's get let's get a quick uh overview of starcraft 2 um oh let let me finish let me finish that last point about uh these games are old uh which means that they were built on systems for old pcs right they needed to be able to be run by somewhat older pcs when they when they released and now we're quite a ways away from that and so like modern day technology it doesn't it doesn't require top end hardware in order to run these games at peak levels um so your your money investment is relatively low in order to get into these games and these are the kinds of games that if you get into uh you can sink most of your gaming time into and uh you will never you will almost certainly never reach a point where uh your gains are so uh, where you start to hit diminishing returns uh to such a level that you should just move on to something else Mm-hmm. okay um but let's talk about starcraft 2 um starcraft 2 is a real-time strategy game mm-hmm. right that means that it's a top-down um it's a top-down like civilization builder uh slash army strategy game yeah you got dudes that build things dudes that 
kill things and dudes that kind of are buildings. Right. I don't know. So so basically, you start off in a game. Mm -hmm. uh, you have your home base, right? You have your home base. From that home base, you build people that... Yeah, like workers and shit. The workers harvest material used in the production of other buildings or like military or units. units. Yeah. And then like the thing in StarCraft 2 is... And like I can't really speak for like Brood War because like I didn't play multiplayer at all. Like I definitely just fucking played the campaign a million times. But, um, you know, the thing about StarCraft is that like the it's hard to determine when you're going to start doing something else yeah so it's just like you start off you're building workers you send a dude to go across the map to see what the other guy is doing because like starcraft 2 is super duper fast and that's definitely one of the things i really really enjoy about it is that like a match can take 45 seconds you know what i mean like you you can just get drone rushed or like worker rushed and just get fucked and then gg out like and that that's 45 seconds you know you can have games that last 45 minutes depending on like you know the macro like how you guys are doing like in your fights like are you trading evenly like is it kind of just like a stalemate like what's going on or like generally they last like 10 to 15 minutes which is also something that's appealing to me so the game is super duper fast you're building workers you're deciding when to build more central bases to to make more workers to harvest more materials and then like it just exponentially increases and then just ramps up out of fucking control and then while you're trying to like build your bases and build your workers the opponent at any fucking time that they want can build soldiers to try and fuck you over because if he can send over some army dudes and like kill some of your workers he's lowering how much money your base makes right and then like because of the amount of money your base makes determines how fast and how many army dudes you can put out like losing workers equates to having a smaller army which means you lose and so it's just like it's this constant race of like trying to pay attention to what your opponent is doing and also trying to make sure that your plans go through. Like if you're trying to do some sneaky shit, like you want to avoid where his scouting units generally are. Like, how do you do that? It's like, well, you have map control. So like, well, how do you have map control? It's like you have a bunch of dudes that are cheap as shit all over the fucking map or yep. whatever. Make it you make it such that it's not free for them to go wherever they want. Exactly. And then like keeping tabs on them is incredibly important because like, you know, if somebody moves out with their army, you have maybe like 30 seconds before that army reaches the front of your base. So you have to either begin building a bunch of things like structures to like defend certain choke points or begin building units or to like do fucking something because like going to die yeah um so uh, i know that the numbers are going to be rough uh, they're going to be different based on the uh the species that you're playing mm -hmm. right um uh as well as the specific like build order and uh types of units that you want to be building mm -hmm. um but like if you had uh if you had a rough estimate of how many units uh you're controlling um by let's say an end game point in starcraft how many would that be um like I mean, in your army in your oh in your army well i think it, so protoss would probably have like as far as like individual units like models on your screen yeah protoss would probably have like 40 
Okay. 50, like, actual, like, characters on your screen, because, like, the Protoss units are really expensive and tough as shit and strong. <clears throat> uh, Zerg, you could fucking have anywhere between, like, fuck, maybe, like, a, a hundred to, like, 120 maybe even double that depending on what sort of army comp you're running because like when you build a zergling you know that's 50 minerals which is a very low amount of resource yeah resource and you get two so yeah. every time you press your button you're like i want a zergling it gives you two zerglings okay and then like Terran is like how many would that be so that would probably be like 115 like 80 80 to like 115 models on your screen and like every single faction has like has like spellcasters and shit. Like it's not all just like, all right, you know, I'm gonna you know get all these fucking dudes and then I'm gonna attack move them in this direction. It's just like no, there are some units that like you have to cause them to do certain transformations like tanks. You can fucking press a button and then they like stick their little legs in the ground and then their barrel extends and they become somewhat like a like an artillery piece. And so it's just like they're way more effective when they're in their siege mode so you're gonna want to have like your tanks in the back and then your marines and marauders your marauders are kind of like anti-thick boy thick boys mm -hmm. and then like there's just i fucking love that game dude like there's so much small there are so many things that you can fuck up that if your opponent just doesn't fuck that thing up they win and so it's just like this constant race of like developing how you control your base, how you control your economy, how you control dealing damage, how you control your army and like all this fucking shit. And then like hotkeys, camera locations, like, yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of shit to handle in Starcraft, yeah. right? Uh, it, it's the same in League of Legends where there's a lot of shit going on mm -hmm. and you got to be able to manage the shit that you need to manage, right? Mm -hmm. um, and while there is definitely a high skill floor right the end uh, like the entry for you to be a like a okay like an i understand how to play this game level player um is really high um the thing is is when you go into these games and uh, when you go into multiplayer games in low elo uh you're you're also going up against people that make probably about the same number of mistakes that you do Right. I mean, depending. So, yeah. So like while you are fucking up a lot and you're definitely going to be fucking up yeah. a lot, they are also going to be fucking up a lot. Mm -hmm. So it's like, where's the break point? Right. Uh, it, it, are you going to fuck up in a way that is going to allow them to capitalize? And are they going to be able to realize yeah, that they, they need they... to capitalize there? Or is it going to be the other way around? So mm -hmm. so even though that uh, even though like reaching that skill floor is an important thing to strive for. Um, there's always a point in the game where, uh, where for the most part, you're going to be going up against people that are a similar skill level. So don't stress about it. I totally fucking stress about it. <laughs> <laughs> I totally like, I don't know, like and Starcraft two also makes it really, really easy to like go through your game. Like after you complete a game, you can go to the score screen or you can rewind it because mm -hmm. like, learning starcraft is so much a part of starcraft that like they make it really really nice to like watch your replays there's a bunch of like statistics at the end of your match to like let you know like hey you suck here you suck here and you suck here 
And yeah. so it's just like the next time you play, you just have to have it in the back of your head. Like, don't suck a little bit less than I did last time in one or two of these aspects. Mm-hmm. Uh, they definitely say, uh, I mean, as far as like improving in anything, right? Pick one thing. Pick one thing yeah. that you are going to focus on and be better at mm-hmm. when you're doing it this time. Yeah. Right. And if you practice that, if you practice that enough times, then eventually it will get to a point where you don't have to think about being better at that mm-hmm. and you can move on to the next thing you suck at. The next thing that you suck at. Right. And it's all about uh, in poker, they call it plugging holes. Um, uh, it, it's just. Fix the one thing and then fix the next thing and then fix the next thing. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at, oh, my God, I'm just god awful at this. Yeah. Uh, if you adopt that sort of mentality, your brain's going to fucking melt and you're going to give up. Yeah. It, it, the next step isn't be good. The next step is make sure that I'm not getting housed. Yep. Basically. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yep. Um. I'm sure if you've listened listen to uh, other episodes, uh, we've already done a brief overview of like the theme of StarCraft. StarCraft is science fiction, basically. Yeah. Um, it's uh, in the future. It's spacefaring. Uh, Protoss are aliens uh, with like energy crystal. Yeah, they're nonsense. like fancy noble aliens. The Zerg are like animal aliens, and then the Terran are fucking humans. Yeah. Um. So let's go into those a little bit uh, to try. And, uh, so how would you how would you pitch? Uh, you've been trying to get me to play StarCraft. Uh, yeah. Why why should I play Terran? Uh, because they're good for dumbasses. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I mean, they have the lowest skill floor out of all of the factions. Um, there's a, some of the mechanics that they have make it easier to fuck up more things with less repercussions. If you get housed as Terran, it's relatively inconsequential because you can just drop a supply depot uh, on top of one of your supply depots. So it lowers what? Uh, We've mentioned housed a couple times. Housed is a mechanic where uh, where you're only allowed to have so many units until you have to build something in order to allow you to build more units. Yeah. Um, Getting housed, yeah, your supply cap in this. So, uh, so making sure that you're always producing stuff is really important in RTSs. Yeah. And uh, if it, I mean, like, it just fucks up your momentum. But anyway, so with Terran, it's also like you can drop a mule. And a mule is a worker that harvests three times more minerals as a normal worker does. And that's fucking awesome. It helps because, like, the Terran have to produce units one at a time from from their production facilities. Protoss can use... I mean, like, they produce things one at a time, but they can also chrono boost, which means that they shit out things faster. And then all of most of their light army units, they can produce laterally. And then the Zerg just can produce everything laterally. What do you mean that they can produce them laterally? So if I have five hatcheries for the Zerg, the hatchery is like a main structure for the Zerg. It shits out three larvae every 32 seconds. I can make three dudes at the same time from each of those hatcheries in comparison to if I had five command senders for the Terran, they can only make one dude at a time. Okay. 
So they like their production is just fucking slower. Copy that. Ten four, good buddy. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, like that's how I would pitch Taryn. Like they look fucking cool. Their sure. sound design is cool. They, they're they, big they, they armored. A, they're big yeah. armored human looking people. Yeah, and they can. There's like they just have a fucking answer for everything. Like out of all the factions, like as a Zerg main, I fucking hate Taryn. Like that's de- like if you ever hop on like the Reddit for like StarCraft, basically if you're a main, whatever your main is, there's one faction that you're just like fuck those guys, and then like you're like what? them in balance. Wait, you mean rock paper scissors? Yeah. Oh, kind. I mean, like sort of. I totally have like Terran just is fucking evil. But granted, like you know, you hop on like the Terran Reddit, and they're like, like Protoss is evil. Yeah, and they're like fucking zerg man if you don't put enough pressure on zerg they just fucking win and it's just like yeah <laughs> oh man basic game mechanics yeah because like they uh, why like, can't my why can't my faction just beat everybody yep basically <laughs> yep fucking okay taren <laughs> uh so yeah you so what's your end game is taren like what what, what, what are the oh, no like what 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 are the what are the big cool fuckers that you build as Terran look like uh well there's a giant mech called a thor that oh. does like splash damage to air units okay. and it does bonus damage to light so it's really good against like the zerg uh air skirmisher the mutalisk so like mass mutalisks just doesn't really work if somebody goes thors they also have big hunk and chungus guns for big arms hunk and chungus guns for arms yeah and so they just they have a shitload of health you can repair them that's another cool thing about Terran that you can't do with any other faction is that most because their units are mechanical their builders are also like mechanics so if you have a very expensive unit that gets injured you can bring workers with you on the assault so that way you can have like shit walk up fight fall back get fixed and then you can have just like this staggered progression well that's cool yeah okay um pitch me pitch me protoss why should i play protoss golden psychic energy knives aliens yeah aliens uh so if from my perspective so the terran are really good at uh mid game like early mid game they can you know stick shit and drop ships and do damage to you um the protoss are late game so all of their units are really expensive and like there's minerals and there's gas gas is the more rare more valuable resource so their units are very mineral intensive and gas intensive they all have fucking energy shields so they can take damage and fuck off and then their energy shield just recharges they also do generally an assload of damage like zealots are their like tier one unit and they're 200 minerals, which is fucking insane. A marine is 50, and a zergling is 50. But for zerglings, you spend 50 minerals, you get two. And then you spend 50 minerals, you get one marine. You spend 100 or 200, whatever the fuck it was. But Zealot's expensive. All of their units are expensive. Um, so if you get into the late game with like an okay amount of upgrades as Protoss, you get what's called a Protoss death ball. And generally, people on the people that let protoss get to that point are like really how do i deal with protoss death ball it's so impossible to kill and it's like that's why 
Yeah, it, it, you got to deal with it before it gets there. Yeah, they just win it, in the late game. Yep, it's just like you need to have map control before the death ball moves out, so that way you know where the fuck it's going. Um, they have lots of cool spells, and they can teleport. So because they the protons have the lowest amount of units on the field at any given time, their command centers, like their town halls, whatever the fuck you want to call them, they have this thing called recall. So it's just like if your dudes are on the opposite side of the map and your base is getting backdoored, like there's some air units or like an enemy assault like attacking, you can go, oh shit, fuck me, recall. And then like all of the dudes within like this small little bubble get brought back to that specific nexus or command center. Cool. So that's really cool. Um, Fucking Protoss are cool. I used to main Protoss too. Like I've never gotten any sort of, like I never got really any good at them. Like, I got into, like, gold as Protoss, which means, like, I can do one build order badly, but, like, they're really fucking fun as far as, like, lore-wise and then, like, gameplay-wise. It's just, like, if you get overwhelmed pretty easily, like, Protoss is a pretty good faction because, like... Requires a lower number of APM. Yeah. Actions per minute. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know if it would require... It depends on your build. Like, there's just a lot you can do with protoss and because their units are so fucking thick you can get kind of stupid um but like if if your death ball is out of position and it gets torn apart you're fucked because like you are not going to be able to produce that as quickly yeah as like let's say like a zerg like if you if you're at the entrance of your base and a zerg army attacks and you kill off their entire fucking army by the time you get back to their base, they're gonna have another whole army. Yeah. By the time you counterattack, like they're they're like, I'm back. Yeah. But so I think that that's kind of how they're more like air heavy. Like their end all be all composition is generally air heavy, with like some casters in it. Like there's a lot you can do with like the casting in Protoss. Like they have the best casters, like for sure. Okay. Um, and like air units. And the Immortals strong as shit, too. But, um, fun. Them fun. Now, Zerg? All right, Mr. Zerg main. Yeah. Pitch me. Why should I play Zerg? Um, do you like looking awesome and stocks and shit? Zerg is the best faction for you because it's all economy. You don't have to fuck with the enemy base at all. You just have mild map control and then macro. And then if the enemy doesn't actually do critical damage and you're not a dumbass and just, like, fucking piss away all your money on, like, bad trades, like, you can fucking win. Okay. Like... So tell me about basic mechanics of Zerg. <clears throat> so the Zerg has the highest skill floor. So if you want to be... If you want to play it like a fucking gold level at Zerg... It's going to take more time for you to learn how to do that. Because while the Terran and the Protoss can make a building that produces workers, and then they'll produce, like, a barracks that'll make a certain type of soldier, and then, like, a vehicle factory that'll poop out certain kinds of vehicles, or, like, an air pad that does some shit. The Zerg don't do that. So the Zerg build a hatchery, and a hatchery poops out a larva every 11 seconds. And then, generally, you build a queen, and that queen has, like, two spells... And a queen is a caster minion is yeah. a caster unit that basically helps your Macro Zerg game. thing do Zerg things. Yep. And so uh, one of the spells for the queen is like 
poop out more workers hatchery. And so you have to have multiple hatcheries. Like you have to generally you want to have one more base than your opponent at any given time. Because like if you're ahead, you're even. And if you're tied, you're losing. And if you're losing, you're fucked. Because Zerg can only make units from one structure, and that's their hatchery. And it's like, well, how do they make it so that they can unlock flying units? It's like, well, you basically just buy like a, like a key structure. And as long as you have that structure, you are allowed to produce certain types of units from the hatchery. You can only build buildings on creep, which is like fucking goop. And so your queens have to spread this goop. And then hatcheries spread goop. And the goop gets spread on the ground. and Yeah, and the yeah. goop spreads on the ground. And, like, there's there's more macro you have to do. Because these creep tumors, the goop tumors, like, you, the queen poops one out. And then, like, you have to manually tell it to spread when it's done spreading. And then, like, all of your units get, like, a 30% movement increase on it. So the more goop you have on the map, the more map control you have. Because your goop, you can you have vision on the goop. So it's just like, oh, man, if you have half of the map is goop, which is totally fucking normal, like creep is generally a really good indicator as to how good the Zerg is doing. If the creep is stuck at the mid, like to the middle of the map, nah, like the Zerg is doing okay. Like he has half of the map completely contained, like he's not losing, but it is relatively stalemate. But if the creep is beyond half and kind of encroaching towards the enemy base, like the Zerg is winning. I mean, it's definitely an indication of it's definitely an indication of map control, right? Yeah, and just strength. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if you look at uh, if you look at map control in any kind of game, and you're looking like okay, uh, from a completely neutral point, uh, from a completely neutral standpoint, uh, one team should control about half the map. The other team could, should control the other mm. half of the map, and it's kind of a tug of war because positioning is everything in these kinds of games. Yeah, like if you take a bad engagement on like a ramp so like there's a difference like if you have dudes on the low ground and the other guy has dudes on the high ground the dude on the high ground can shoot down at your dudes but you can't shoot down on him or shoot up to him uh you would need like an air unit to be spotting but anyway um so maintaining like creep spread maintaining your queen injects which allows you to poop out more larvae maintaining like your drone count which is like your worker because like if you have three bases, you can sat saturating means like so you can have 16 workers on a mineral line and then you can have three dudes in each gas geyser at a base. So for a total of like, what is that? Uh, 22 dudes, 22 workers like equates to a fully saturated base. You are mining and harvesting at maximum efficiency. So if you have three bases as Zerg and you take a fourth, you're going to be able to saturate that base so much faster than any of the other factions just because of the way that zerg produ produces units like if you as long as you have like larva you can make however many dudes from those larva so it's just like oh shit i need i need 15 heavy infantry guys you can just do it and all at, basically all at the same time all at the same time yeah and so like you have to be kind of intelligent with your engagements with zerg because like if you lose your entire army a little bit too close to your base if you don't have the larva to like produce all the units again like you're gonna have to wait and which means which means that you're gonna be losing creep losing drones or losing queens and hatcheries yep 
not to mention if they get too far in and all of a sudden you they're able to take out your key points that yeah. allow you to actually like build your mm-hmm. better units then you're kind of fucked yep yeah and then like you can always build redundant key, redundant key structures but like people don't generally do that yeah but like if you're fighting against someone that's a little bit smarter like if they're like oh wow this guy is sure is building a lot of roaches and then like they're defending your roach attack which is like your heavy infantry and then they send over some air units across the map while they're winning the defense they can pop the roach warren which is the, the roach key structure and then counterattack because then you're not going to be able to build roaches until you get another roach warren up and then like you know what i mean like there's certain things that you can do to like fuck with the zerg absolutely um so how do you get better at StarCraft other than by like watching your uh, watching your replays and analyzing your stats and trying to figure out, OK, uh, where am I fucking up? Uh, what is uh, what is the first step to learning a game, uh, learning the game once you have decided I'm going to play this faction? Uh, I mean, there build orders. Yeah, so there's build orders, which, uh, hold on, how I did it, how mm-hmm. I fucking learned was I watched an ass load of Winter Starcraft uh, on YouTube, and he's a Starcraft 2 streamer, he plays all three factions at like a Masters or like a low GM in North America, uh, I've watched a lot of Loco, L-O-W-K-O, he is uh, also a Zerg main, who is a caster as well, um, and then Neuro on YouTube, who is also another caster, is also a Zerg main. So the meta changes in StarCraft. Like, there may maybe no balance patches come out or something like that, but the meta can still shift because it's like... People figure of, out how to counter certain things. Yeah, and it's all based on probability. And it's like, if you don't have direct line of sight on certain things, you can get blindsided by certain things. And like if you're doing some meta build that you know can be punished in a certain way like things develop what does a build order look like in starcraft um just like basic overview of like just like yeah i mean it doesn't like you would have to write it down (laughs) like no what i mean uh, what i'm trying to get at is like explain what a build order is yes exactly okay so a build order is okay well, in StarCraft 2, you know, you can build all these different kinds of buildings and build workers and all that shit. So a build order is literally just what order you build certain things and then you fucking stick to that shit like it's a recipe. And if you fuck off from that recipe, you may as well not do the recipe at all because the recipe is existing and you're trying to do the recipe to get a certain amount of units or a certain amount of economic strength by a certain point in time. So if you start doing your own thing and swaying away from the build order you're just doing whatever the fuck you want and like there's no point to follow it sure i mean uh with these kinds of games that have uh that have high skill floors um i am definitely a big proponent of uh, there should be a certain amount of like okay uh I, i should be able to innovate to a certain extent but at the same time, there are people that spe- that are way better than you are that are probably going to be way better than you ever uh, are going to ever be. Mm. And uh, they think about the game in ways that you probably don't. Uh, and they've put 
more time into thinking about it in that way. So let them do that work for you. I mean, like, but that's okay. So this is where I start to enjoy StarCraft 2 a little bit more than I like League of Legends is uh, you you don't really have to do a specific build order like in StarCraft 2. Like if you if you're just scouting like your opponent, like scouting first and foremost, pay attention to what your opponent is doing, because if you're going in with a build order and then your opponent hasn't scouted you and he's just on his own accord building the hard counter to your build, don't just fucking follow through with your build. Like, you know, you're going to have to tech switch. You're going to have to either, you're going to have to change up your build order on the fly. Yeah. And, like, you're going to have to make your own decisions and just, like, with your own game sense decide what the situation calls for. So it's just, like, if you're going for, like, an early roach push and the guy is going for, like, marine like early marine marauder your roach push is gonna die and you're not gonna be able to do any damage and because you decided to go for early game aggression as zerg instead of macro if the terran just like successfully defends you you're gonna have to you're just gonna fucking lose so like like i know in league of legends like it's there's certain orders like you know select this special ability at this time and then like get this item at this time but it's just like and there's there aren't very many circumstances where like you can you know kind of like do your own thing in league like you can of course but like there is there's more variance in starcraft 2 when it comes to like build orders and shit and like it just leaves more room for actual creativity of course there's like tons of like moat like creativity and like positioning communication and coordination and mobas that there isn't in starcraft because it's not multiplayer but uh as far as like how you're gonna get to the w like that's up to you in starcraft and it's just like are you gonna try and do damage to the workers are you going to get fucking damaged or how are you gonna do your defenses like at what time like and there are certain like keystone like or like key moments where it's just like generally at like the four minute mark, that's when enemy banshees are going to come in if they are going to do banshees. So it's just like, if you don't have good map control and you're not really paying attention, you know, probably go with the safe route and put in some anti-air in your mineral line. It's like you may lose some resources and you lose a worker or whatever for a little bit, but it's better than getting fucking blindsided by banshees and just losing. Sure. But uh, it's generally a good idea to have a few build orders in your toolkit for StarCraft. Like, for sure, like, know how to do a macro game. You know, know how to, as fast as you can, get to a certain type of unit. Make sure your upgrades are on time. And then fucking just try and try and win after that. Yep. No point in fucking building an army if you're not going to do damage with it. Yeah. If you just turtle, you lose. Sure. Well, again, to go full circle back to like, if you're playing against an idiot, an idiot and you are an idiot, like those are the least valuable replays because it's like if you turtled up and you got a, a win off of that and you're fighting a Zerg, like you didn't win that game. Your opponent lost that game for himself. Yeah. Like he, he inflicted self-damage. Like fighting a turtle Terran or... Fighting a turtle, anything is just easy as shit because it's like if you're not going to expand and take map control, I will take map control, and then I'm just going to get my economy way stronger than yours, and then just like send in attack after attack after attack after attack, and it's just like, 
every base has a limited amount of resources you can use from it. Yeah. So everything that you lose is kind of like more expensive. Sure. So how much does StarCraft 2 cost nowadays? It's free. It's free. Yeah. So there's wings there's three expansions, Wings of Liberty, Heart of the Swarm, and Legacy of the Void. Uh the multiplayer is free. Okay. You have to pay money to get the campaign and shit, but whatever. Yeah. Um so StarCraft 2, why should you get into it uh at this point in the game? It's a lifetime. Um Uh I don't know. Like honestly, like I did it because I just fucking wanted to. Like I didn't really pay attention to like its life cycle or anything like that. I'm like because it's a 1v1 game, you require significantly less people in the active player pool to like have a five second queue time and like i don't ever wait more than 15 seconds for a match yeah and so i mean like as far as like the queue time is ridiculously short the game times are ridiculously short just because like you know you're hopping into a 10-year game and people are still fucking playing it yeah people are still fucking playing it so if you're playing unranked and you get like zergling rushed by like the two minute mark learn to build a wall otherwise you're just gonna keep losing to that yep um yeah dude it's free once you have your pc built uh go to the blizzard launcher download fucking starcraft and start playing yeah and you can add me on blizzard at neato burrito number sign 1515 and i will teach you something it may i may just recommend you a bunch of youtube shit but go ahead yeah um pretty much uh, if you are coming from hub for hubbub uh to uh play one of these games that alex and i play and that there there's a lot of games that we play uh it we will play with you we will play with yeah. you yeah maybe maybe we'll start up like a discord server or something like that that would actually be kind of cool and yeah. then have like a bunch of different games and like tutorials and guides on like how to fucking learn them yep 100 percent. um what else uh league yeah, StarCraft Two is uh, StarCraft Two is a lot of fun. Uh, it's not something that I've ever put the time into in order to uh, like get to that skill floor, um, but it's something that I've always been interested in, um, and yeah, it's definitely something worth playing. Uh, let's talk about League of Legends. Sure. Um, League of Legends is a MOBA, right? Uh, Basically, it, it, it has a lot of similarities to a real-time strategy game, um, and that's because it was derived from a mod, a mod of a real-time strategy yeah. game, <laughs> Warcraft 3. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so where in real-time strategy games, you and specifically StarCraft, you control somewhere between 50 and yeah, 200 there's, there's units. A lot, there's a lot of stuff going on at any given moment. Right. Um, your uh, The number of units that you control in League of Legends is about... It is almost always one. Yeah. And there's a very, very small group of characters that allow you to do more than one character yeah. or, or more than one uh, where you're managing more than one unit on mm -hmm. the map. Yeah. And then like all of your characters have like four or five abilities. Some on rare on rare occasions may have more. Yep. Where in comparison to Starcraft two, like uh, many of your units have one ability 
some of your units have two abilities and then a very very small percentage of uh units have like three abilities yep uh there's well over a hundred characters in league at this point um it's like a hundred it's like 150 plus isn't yeah it, it there, there's a lot yeah um uh so essentially the way the way that you play league is uh, each each team has a base mm-hmm. uh and uh and we're looking at a square map right each team has a base uh, and the object of the game is to dr- destroy that one other base right there's a, a, a central focal point which is your nexus um and uh there are three lanes uh a uh, if you're looking at a if you're looking at the map in a um like as if it was a diamond right uh the top edge is your top lane uh, bottom edge is your bottom lane and then there's a lane that goes right through the middle uh, all throughout that map is a uh, all throughout that map are like little pathways and uh and uh one that goes from the top vertice to the bottom vertice which we call the river uh, and then uh all the other pathways are called the jungle um essentially the way that you break down league of legends uh the playing of the game uh is by where you go with the character that you're playing are you going to play in the top lane are you going to play in the bottom lane you're going to play in the middle lane you're going to play in the jungle right um there's lots and lots of different um play styles in order to do any of those things well um you should definitely figure out what kinds of characters you're drawn to as far as like the kinds of abilities that you're casting, the kind of damage that you want to do, uh, the kind, uh, how close to the other team you want to be, how far away from the other team you want to be. Um, and uh, do you want to be, uh, do you want to be like supporting your allies? Do you want to be hurting the enemies? Do you want to be soaking up, damage from the other enemies and Mm. do you want to be engaging hard that kind of thing um lots and lots of lots of different ways to play the game um but essentially it's a 5v5 right so five players uh, you load in the game with five teammates almost always one of them goes top one of them uh, goes in the jungle uh, and kills like the little neutral minions in the jungle Mm. uh there's a mid laner uh and then there's two bottom laners one of them is uh one of them is like a damage focused character um uh and the other guy's kind of like an escort right and then the other one is like an escort um all of these different characters uh have different parts of the game that they excel at some characters are better at the early game some characters are better in the mid game some characters are better in the late game Mm. um uh, essentially uh, essentially your goal is to uh destroy the towers that defend each of the lanes in order to get to the base in order to destroy the base mm. right um yeah uh, at the moment uh i am a top laner uh i am pretty much uh one tricking top lane um and the kinds of characters that you find up there are oftentimes more on the tankier side um so uh yeah you'll uh, you'll yeah, go they're, they're thick but they don't do no damage like, exactly they can eat and dish it out mm-hmm. um uh oh uh, another huge mechanic in the game is the fact that there are minions 
your enemies have minions and you have minions. Uh, there's a wave of minions that go down each lane uh, at various points in the game. Mm. Um, or at, at, like at, I think it, it it's like at 15 second intervals or 30 second yeah, intervals. Yeah, it'll spawn like 10. It's like six. You have three caster minions. You have three caster minions in a wave. Oh, three melee minions a in a wave, and then sometimes you get a cannon. It's like every minute cannon. and a half or something like that. There's a cannon wave. I'm not remember. sure. Eh. Uh, we'll not go into. But anyway, the... yeah. So a wave of minions marches in a column down each lane, and they clash at the middle, pretty much of every single lane. Yeah, wherever they meet, they clash. Mm-hmm. And then players don't have control over the minions. The minions spawn; and they're on autopilot. But there are certain things you can do to change the aggro of the minions. Right. You can body block them to slow them down. You, some like some certain types of characters can like cut through the jungle and defeat a wave of minions before it reaches the conflict point at mm-hmm. the middle. And then like their minions will obviously just march up to the tower and do damage to the tower. And show you that there's a lot of different things that you can do with the mean with the minions, even though you don't have direct control of them. Yes. So that's pretty cool. There's a there is one of the bigger things that you learn earlier on in the game is how you manipulate the minion wave in order to get it to where you want it to be Mm. in your lane. Right. Um, So the top laner, like you said, is uh, oftentimes like more bruisery characters, sometimes full on tanks go up there. Um but a, a lot of the times they are able to uh, take on fights that are more than just a 1v1, right? So so they can, a lot of the time, if they're ahead, they can win, uh, they can win, like, t- 2v1. Yeah. Right? Like, pretty easily, depending yeah. on the character, at least. Right. Um, your jungler is oftentimes someone that has some kind of sustain by killing jung- uh, by killing minions, um, uh, or they take less damage from minions, or uh, they also almost always have uh, some kind of like ganking utility. Yeah, right? like some sort of movement speed increase, gap closing, some sort like a mo- They're very mobile generally. Yeah, or so- as someone that uh, someone that uh, can like CC uh, that can apply ca- crowd control uh, when they go in, and their job is to go in and get the their laners ahead, mm-hmm. right? Because if your laner is ahead, uh, is ahead of the other person, then they can apply more pressure and make things happen on other parts of the map, or they can just continue to shit stomp wherever they're at. Yeah, right. Uh, so the jungler's job is to affect the other players on the map. Um, and there's a lot of different ways that they do that. Um, uh, they also are kind of the ones in charge of uh, making sure uh, they're like large jungle objectives. So in uh, the bottom half of the map, there is a dragon. And uh, that dragon is... Uh, it's definitely something that can be soloed by the uh, by the jungler, um, but a lot of times, if that's happening, then it, it they did it in kind of a sneaky way. Uh, if someone shows up and you're like halfway through soloing the dragon, you've probably taken a significant amount of damage from that dragon, and they're probably going to get a pretty easy kill on you. So a lot of the times, fights like full-on team fights 5v5 fights or 4v4s or whatever uh, break out around uh, the dragon because the buffs that you get from those dragons are really important um 
uh, in the top half of the map, there is an objective called uh, the Rift Herald. And the Rift Herald is this big beetle-looking thing that before 20 minutes, uh, that's what's up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you uh, kill that, then you basically get the ability to summon it once. And uh, where you summon it uh, in a lane, uh, it walks down that lane and it charges down towers and it does a shit ton of damage to those towers. So it's really good for like pushing down towers and lanes of towers. Yeah, making progress and objectives. And then it's just like, depending on whether or not the tower is down, makes it so one team or the other team has an easier time grabbing map control because, you know, when there's only five players on each team, you know, you can't send units out into the jungle to let you know where shit's going on. So you have to place wards, which are like fucking lampposts. Pretty much. have like a timed life. Some of them do. Yeah. And then you can place them out into the jungle so that way you can have like a better indication on when you're going to get your shit pushed in or not. Yeah, yeah, you you, you definitely need to know. Uh, like vision control is huge in that, uh, it, it, like like we were talking about, the jungler spends a lot of time ganking. Yeah. Right. So if you know where the enemy jungler is, if you know that the enemy jungler is on the other side of the map because you have vision of him in his low uh, in, in his bottom side jungle mm-hmm. and your top side, then that means that you can push freely. Uh, you can get really aggressive because. Because you know it's just a one v one. You know that 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 out of nowhere, the it's not going to be a one v two in their favor, mm. right? Um, uh, then after twenty minutes in the game, uh, your uh, the Baron Nasher comes out, and the Baron Nasher is uh, a, a giant squid monster. It is a giant squid Serpent monster thing. Yeah, <laughs> and it um is the kind of thing that very very few characters in the game can solo it mm. um and uh it's really difficult to kill and um so like it's all, another one of those things that uh team fights break out around it because it has this buff that buffs all of your allied minions so uh so it makes them uh it makes them stronger it makes them easier it it makes it such that they have an easier time killing other uh, other minions and then uh killing towers as well yeah um your mid laner your mid laner is oftentimes another roaming type character right because of their central location (laughs) um uh, they uh, oftentimes will uh, do something like push their lane uh, so they'll kill the uh, the minions in their lane um faster than their opponent does and then they will use that time uh where they're not just losing gold where they're oh all of the minions that you kill yeah uh, on the uh, give you gold Mm -hmm. right and that's that is how you manage and have an economy in league of legends it's all based off of the ai minions that you kill in addition killing enemy characters also awards you with xp and gold and a lot of times that's kind of a bait Right. Yeah. Is that the most efficient way that you're going to get gold in league is by killing minions, um, just because it's the lowest risk. It's the lowest risk thing that you can be doing. Mm. Uh, if you get really good at killing minions, a lot of the times the uh, the differentiation between lower uh, lower tiers of play and higher tiers of play is just like how efficient, how many minions you miss in a wave. Yeah. Right. It's like if you can if you can fight and trade 
and get all of your minions and you force your opponent to not do that then you're incrementally going to get more powerful than they are even if even if uh they even if they don't give up up a bunch of kills to you yeah right because um, if you die in League of Legends, like there's a respawn counter, and the respawn counter increases throughout the progression of the game. Mm-hmm. So if you die, not only did you give your opponent a bunch of money for being a dumbass and dying, you have to respawn back at the home base. So after it takes waiting. you basically thirty seconds. It, yeah, it takes you thirty then, seconds to walk back to your and lane. And then walk the fuck all the way back to where you were before. And then in that entire span of time, your opponent has been farming minions. Yep. And getting XP and gold like consistently. So it like widens the spread. So it definitely awards generally I would say League of Legends definitely awards like cautious, patient, thought out decision making instead of just like panic. Yeah. Hundred percent. So uh so your mid laner, your mid laner pushes their minions, uh crashes your own minion wave into the tower, which makes it harder for their opponent to farm. Um and then uh uh, and then the uh, then they go and gank somewhere uh, very similar to what the jungler is doing. Um, your bottom lane, uh, your bottom lane, who is uh, like your bot character, uh, can either be um, like uh, most oftentimes it's an attack damage carry. Right. And that character is the kind of character that right uh, that can auto attack someone from a long distance um, and uh they do more damage with their auto attacks than most of the other things in their in their utility belt. Yeah. Um uh and then they uh and their goal is to basically just as the game progresses to do like a shit ton of damage to the other, uh, the other team. That's mm. pretty much it. They do a shit ton of damage. Yep. Um and they almost always do a shit ton of damage to the closest person to them. And because they are also very, 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 very squishy. Yeah. Right? And squishy means low HP. Low HP. So the very top, easy to kill. top is super thick. Bot attack damage guy is... Not. Thin yeah. and spindly. <laughs> Indeed. Um, uh, and then you have a support. And the support can be a support in many different kinds of ways. They can be a tanky support. Uh, someone that uh, Someone that's really good at... Uh, making sure that your carry doesn't get engaged on. Uh, they can be someone that's really good at going in and making sure that your carry can like do damage to someone for a long time. Uh, they're the kind of people that maybe they can buff the AD carry to uh, make them stronger for a time. Uh, or maybe they're a healer and they just keep them alive throughout the entirety of the game. Yeah. Um, there's a lot, of, lots of different ways that you can support people. Um, increasing damage zoning to prevent them from taking damage and then healing i think i may have said that shit twice but yeah i mean uh it's it's really interesting at the moment because uh because like while 80 carries are the kinds of characters that should be doing a shit ton of damage throughout the game and you would think that those kinds of characters are the kinds of characters that would like really determine like uh, what's going on in the game a lot of the times in the bot lane uh, the support is actually the one that dictates what's going on because the support is the one that has has the agency to do things they're the one that makes they're the one that make the plays the ad carry a lot of times is the one that capitalizes on the plays yeah um yeah 
Um, and like I say, uh, all of these different kinds of characters have uh, have different points in the games where they're more effective. Um, like eighty carries are almost. Uh, there are some that are that are like kind of better in the early game, but almost all of them are complete garbage until they get later. <laughs> until it gets later in the game. Okay. Uh, we also talked a little bit about the economy in League, and mm. the economy is a lot of times dictated by uh, minions give you minions give you gold by killing them, towers give you gold by killing them, uh, enemy players give you gold by killing them, uh, jungle objectives give you uh, like the big jungle objectives give you gold by killing them, uh, the uh, other little neutral monsters in the jungle give you gold by killing them, um, and you use that gold in order to buy items. And those items are kind of where a lot of the variation in your game comes from. Yeah, they increase like various stats on your character. Like there's attack power, attack speed, crit chance, crit damage, and then so, movement speed. Well, and every yeah. item alters, incre- it like increases certain stats. Right. And then they also have like certain combinations and like unique abilities. Mm-hmm. And uh, now talking about the items right now is why we're talking about league of legends right uh where where starcraft 2 is at a point in in its life cycle where they're not really updating a ton of starcraft 2 Mm. right it is kind of a static game which means that uh as you're learning the game uh you're just going to be dealing with like the shifting of metas and that kind of thing Mm. um whereas uh where and not having to deal with a ton of balance changes. Yeah. Um, whereas League of Legends, uh, they just had this absolutely massive item rework. The entire shop is different. I've plan- I've been playing League of Legends for like 10 years, right? And that means that uh, I-, I have a pretty good understanding of what like all of the 150 different characters in the game do, right? Um and someone that walked in from ground zero today doesn't know what all of those characters do. So yes, there is a big there is a big learning curve in order to figure that out, right? Uh, but the items, uh, but the items in the game uh, are completely new to me today. A player that has been playing for ten years. Uh, there's a, there's a lot of things that are kind of similar to what they used to do. Uh, so I have a little bit of prerequisite knowledge there. But today is a great day for someone that is interested in playing League of Legends to start playing because the floor is the most equal it's ever going to be between people that have been playing the game for fucking ever and people that are walking in today than it has been in a very long time. Um, So that's why I'm pitching play the fuck out of League of Legends. League of Legends today, you have uh, the other the the experienced players are doing a shit ton of learning just like you're going to be doing a shit ton of learning um and also uh speaking from experience there's a lot of really 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 bad people that or there's a lot of really really bad players that have been playing the game for a really long time and have never actually learned how to play the game so don't let the fact that this game has been out for a really long time dissuade you from playing it because guess what i guarantee you the people that you're going to be playing with uh, because the MMR system is pretty damn good, uh, you're going to be playing up against people that are just as bad as you are, if not worse. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so... Uh, I play, Star- play StarCraft 2. Fuck League of Legends. <laughs> play League of Legends. <laughs> Fucking fuck StarCraft 2. <laughs> um, StarCraft 2 fun. League of Legends fun. League of Legends big dumb. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I know I definitely just went on a big long play League of Legends <laughs> rant and explain how the fuck to play this game. But... Uh, I, I have gone, I've I played a lot of games over the years. Uh, I have almost always come back to League of Legends because I love this game. Um, I should, find, like, I definitely find it, because, like, I had played it, like, years ago, but, like, it's like, if I stop playing it for a period of time, like, I come back and it's just like, you have to learn everything all over again. Also, there's a bunch of new characters and you have no idea what they do, and I'm like, but I just want to play video games. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, like I understand now being like a specifically interesting time to do it because it's just like, everyone's going to fucking suck. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> People it, like the pros are trying to figure out what the fuck is good right now. Yeah. And like, that's definitely something that legal or riot, the company that makes made League League of legends. legends, like has been doing for a really long time. It's like, they shake things up. And stuff like that. So, like, that's pretty cool. You're not just doing the same shit over and over and again. But, I don't know. There's just, like... I I enjoy League of Legends, but I can only enjoy it for short periods of time. Just because, like, the games take a little bit longer than, like, I enjoy. Yes. And, like, the first five minutes, like, isn't... Like, it just... There's a... I don't know. There's just... I'm not gonna, like, sit here and talk shit about League of Legends. It's just... I fucking hate it, and it sucks. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you can edit it, edit that shit out, but uh, StarCraft two way good. Um, no. So what else? So we we we've kind of gotten an overview of League. Ugh. We've gotten an overview of StarCraft. Mm-hmm. Um, both of these games are the kinds of games that are going to if you want to be casual at them, it's going to be difficult. Um, yeah. Uh, they're games that they're games that. Uh, if you want to get into playing video games, right, mm. there are other games out there for you. But if you want your hobby to be StarCraft 2, yeah, you're not going to get bored. No. If you want your hobby to be League of Legends, you're not going to get bored. There's so much going on in both of these games that... that if you choose to one trick these games, you're not losing out on anything. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of like learning and time and enjoyment to be had like out of uh the masochistic games for sure. And like we say, both of these games are the kinds of games that you're going to get punished. You're most likely going to get punished. Not every game is going to be... These games are not easy. Yeah, it's not like World of Warcraft where you just like hop on and do some like monotonous tasks and then it's just like, cool, that was a good day of World of Warcraft. Right. I mean, they're definitely like harder parts of WoW and like raiding at a high level and that kind of thing. Yeah, but that's not casual. Yeah. Um, But these aren't really... These aren't really casual games. Yeah. Um... These are games that uh, these are games that if you're passionate about it, then you're going to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
uh, Alex is talking about how StarCraft is basically a 1v1 game. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to play with friends, there uh, there are uh, there are 2v2s, 3v3s. Um, it's not the primary way that the game is played. Yeah, every game... So if you're playing 2v2s two, in StarCraft 2, 2v2s is completely different from 1v1s, and it's completely different from 3v3s, and 4v4s, and it's completely different from co-op. Every game type is way the fuck different. So if you're trying to play like co-op and 2v2s and trying to get better at 1v1s, like that's not going to fucking help. Yeah. Like you only get better at 1v1s by doing 1v1s. Yeah. Um whereas League of Legends is uh, League of Legends is always 5v5. a 5v5. Yeah. Uh it, it's pretty much always a 5v5. Did the, they get the rid wi- of threes? Cuz like, uh, I I played Back in the day, like I played a twisted tree line, a lot of threes. Like I played threes more than I probably played fives. So there have been a lot of different uh, kinds of game types that they've made for League of Legends over the years. Some of mm. them have been five v five. Some of them have been threes, three v threes. Some of them, uh, like the the game objectives are different than just like basic than the tower defense, like kill the nexus. Yeah. Um, uh, I think uh, I think pretty much the the direction that they've gone is th- the way that you play League of Legends. Uh, the the League of Legends base game type is five v five on Summoner's Rift, which is the what the map is called. Yeah. Um, and that's what basically ranked is, and that's how you play League of Legends. Uh, if you want to play the game more casually, uh, there are other game types that people play. There, there's a there's a version link the game called uh aram so all random all mid yeah uh, where you literally get given a random character and uh you take that character uh, and there's only one lane in that game type mm. and uh it, it, it's a great way to play the game casually um there are other game types that are more of like event game types that come out from time to time throughout the year uh and you should if you want to play the game casually those those are great ways to go in and have a not so serious way to play league of legends aram helps uh with like the learning curve too because you get exposed to to so many more characters in such a shorter span of time Mm -hmm. and so it's just like if you're kind of just starting off like maybe hopping into some arams and like learning how the fuck team fights function yeah like there's also a lot of youtube that you could probably watch there's a shit ton of youtube yeah uh like league of legends has been out for a long time there's an absolute massive amount of like streamers and uh like youtube content creators and uh there's a absolutely massive number of uh like coaching services um that like your whole item building and mm. there there's a whole other side of the game called runes that we haven't even touched on yeah um that that are all ways that you uh, that you lock in your character and champion select uh and those your character is always going to have those set number of abilities right and you're probably going to skill those abilities in a certain way throughout the game mm. um but in that game, based on the characters that you're playing against and the pl- characters that you're playing with, you might take different runes before you load into the game. You might uh, build. You might build your items differently based on the characters in the game. And uh, like, sure, there's going to be a few, a couple items, a few items that you're probably always going to get on that character because those items make that character function the way that that character is designed to function. There is also a good amount of um uh like 
itemization that you can do in order to make the enemies worse, in order to make your character better based on the exact situation that you're in. So there is a good amount of uh, like th there is a good amount of altering things on the fly. Um, and uh, the great thing that there is now that there didn't used to be uh, are these third party apps. There are these third party apps that literally say uh, that uh, that say, oh, uh, that notice I just locked in Vladimir in the top lane um, and it uh, it automatically imports like the best runes and item build uh, that it has on uh, like based on the data and the professionals that like they have working for their service. Um, it imports them into your game such that uh, such that you just load into the game like I'm already playing with the best runes. Yep. I'm already playing. Uh, oh, it tells me that I should buy this item probably. So I'm going to buy this item probably. And uh, that's the kind of thing that when I first started playing 10 years ago, uh, that wasn't around. Uh, you. you you either knew it or you didn't. Uh, you, Crit you, chance runes. <laughs> you, you had you had your build you had your build written down on a piece of paper next to you, uh, or maybe you had a second monitor and you had a, a website pulled up that had the build there, and yeah. you used those. Um, but now that kind of shit is basically just imported into the game because mm -hmm. the game's like you shouldn't be you shouldn't be handicapped just because uh, you don't have time to spend your entire life playing league of legends even though there are a lot of people that really do try yeah <laughs> um that was a binging game back in the days yeah um still is kind of um we're definitely going to be coming out with an episode here soon uh that is uh a little bit less focused on a specific hobby uh, and a little bit more focused on how do you improve it shit, right? Mm -hmm. Because at any hobby, uh, there's a lot of things that uh, there's a lot of things that like it, there's a shit ton of information about fucking everything, right? And both of the, these games, like we've said, are not casual games. They're not the kinds of things that you're going to pick up and you're going to pick up today and tomorrow you're going to be a fucking god at it. Yeah, it's right? the process that you enjoy. Mm -hmm. Like if if your objective is to be like, I want to be in Grandmaster in StarCraft 2 on the NA servers, it's like, well, there's only 500 Grandmasters allowed at any given time on any server. So if you're just going to like not enjoy any minute you spend not in GM, like maybe don't do that. Yeah, your uh, perspective is very, very necessary in order to improve at fucking anything. Yeah. Um. So I'm sure we're going to go into uh, more of like that kind of talk and uh, that kind of thing is going to be something that's going to help you, especially when you set out to be decent at something that is really hard. Um, how's the how is the like community in Starcraft two? Fine. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, like there isn't it's it's a fairly like solo game. Like, yeah. I mean, like, there's your different clans and groups and stuff like that. The forums are, like, active. There's lots of casters and things like that. But generally, you, like, find a group of people to talk to. Yeah. And then, because, like, when you're in a game with someone else, like, at the very beginning, it's just good luck, have fun. And then, like, it's not even until you start getting into plat or low diamond that they actually say GG before they just fucking quit. Like, a lot of the times, you just, like, do something and then then they're like oh, and then and they're like okay i leave and then they yeah. just fucking quit 
Okay. Because like, yeah, but it's fucking meh. Something that should be should be said uh, as a warning to getting into playing League of Legends, uh, because it is not a solo game, uh, and uh, the time investment is not the smallest of games out there. Yeah. Um, people get real salty in League of Legends. Uh, for a long time, uh, there's been memes about it being like the worst community of players in League of Legends or, or, or out in there. Gaming. Yeah. I mean, in like, gaming. I'm in my opinion, like Counter Strike. Counter Strike Go is pretty up there too. Like, yeah. At least in League of Legends, when somebody gets fucking salty, it's just words on a screen. Yeah. But in CS:GO, like, it's your voice. So it's just people that have really bad days and shitty lives, and they're like, "I'm gonna take it out on this fucking guy in my lobby." This is true. Um, in League of Legends, uh, there's fan. Uh, they have massively improved the uh, community, the way that you can communicate with people uh, across the map. There is a very in-depth ping system, such that you can tell people to, uh, such that you can ping a spot on the mini map and say, "Be careful." You can say, uh, "You can ping a spot on the map that says, this, there's fucking danger here. Don't go there." Yeah. Uh, there's a spot that says, "I'm going to this place." Uh, there is a way to say, "Assist me at this spot." Mm. Um, Hail. And then, and then there's like a you can click, uh, you can ping on a specific target to like target call and that kind of thing. Um, so uh, it is my opinion that in League of Legends, you can do all of the communicating that you are ever going to need to do with anybody entirely through the ping system. Um, talking like you're, you're never going to be able to teach someone how to play League of Legends in the 30 minutes that you have to play with that one person. So trying to do that is just going to tilt them and it's going to make him play worse and that kind of thing. So uh, in this last year, they have released uh, a feature which has completely and totally changed the way that I play League of Legends, and it is the slash mute all function. (laughs) Uh, You you can make it such that you never interact with your enemies, right? Because what are your enemies going to say? Maybe some maybe some sportsman-like things? Good luck. Have fun at the beginning of the game. GG at the end of the game. What does that really mean to you, right? Is it, is it going to make you play better? Probably not. Uh, is it going to make you, you feel better about your day that some random on the internet said good luck, have fun? Is it going to make it feel make you feel better that they said GG uh, to me? No. Um, and, <laughs> then, and then honestly... Uh, a lot of the times in league, uh, your allies uh, can sometimes be the antagonists. Yeah, I mean you're trapped in a box with them for thirty minutes. So yeah. if they're fucking stressed, they're just like. Ree! Exactly. But don't get me wrong. So like StarCraft Two, like you can definitely make someone's brain melt, and then they will not be happy about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They'll fucking. If someone says good luck at the beginning of a match instead of good luck have fun, you know they're going to try and cheese you. Okay. If some if like you if you successfully cannon rush someone or like hatch block or whatever the fuck, like if you do something that just like really really makes their fucking brain collapse, sometimes people will just like have no idea what the fuck to do. Maybe they'll just quit or maybe they'll just like try to fight on for a little bit until they realize how bad their brain melted and then like they'll just blow you the fuck up like on like whisper chat like they're like you fucking douche like all you know how to do is cannon rush and it's like i know how to cannon rush and build zealots so get fucked <laughs> i know how to do two <laughs> things not just one yeah 
How dare you 12 pool me? This is in fucking 2010. But you but lost. Did I, but did I win? <laughs> me think so. Yeah. So uh, manage your expectations yeah. of what the people in your games are going to do uh, and uh, take steps to minimize that. Um, because uh, there are a lot of people that make the game worse to play. Um, and if you make it such that they have as little impact on you as possible, mm. uh, then you might actually have a better time. I I know that I do. Yeah. Um, I feel so- bad for chicks. Like, my friend Sam plays League of Legends. She's like, I had fucking never talked to anybody. Like, I mean, not just on League, but on, like, any fucking video game ever. Yeah, that's, that's a just- huge problem in video games. Yeah, and, like, League is, it is really popular, so it's like, there are... You're going to find some normal-ass people, but, like, it's generally better to have friends that already play it or maybe to find a community of people and then to... That have similar values to you. Yeah, and then play with those guys. Because, like, if you're a chick and you use voice chat, man, there are people that have not laid eyes on a naked woman except on a screen in, like, several years. Yeah. And honestly, uh, like, I think it's fantastic that uh, that there is a voice system within yeah. league of legends uh but that voice system uh if you're not already using discord or ventrilo or whatever the fuck you happen to be using right at this moment like fucking <laughs> yeah exactly like fucking like where you been but um <laughs> there is one within the game but even though there is one within the game it does not connect you to the other players in your team right uh it, unless you are were previously grouped with them like grouped with people in your friends list uh you can't you can't fucking hear them Oh really? Yeah. Uh, there, like, there is no, uh, there is no like voice chat that you can just talk to everybody uh, in your game. Um, <laughs> like the CS:GO forged me. Oh, and like Modern Warfare Two made me a wonderful shit talker. <laughs> like verbal conflict is like sport, and so like if you have, if you can possibly adopt that sort of mentality. Like, there are certain long-term skills that you can develop in League of Legends, like being a wonderful shit-talker. Like, yeah, it's a skill. I mean, uh, yeah, uh, it won't make you a better person. But Fuck that. <laughs> um, but there, there, there is enjoyment to be had for toxic motherfuckers. Yeah, man. I and, mean, like, uh, like, there's lots and lots and lots of people that uh, don't get banned, even though they probably should, because of shit that they say in video games. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, and, <laughs> I mean, at least have some sort of code like don't don't just start talking shit until someone else starts talking shit that's generally how i go is like i mean it's just like as soon as somebody else talks shit it's like oh open the floodgates yeah i was like disregarding the geneva convention are we (laughs) (laughs) so be it (laughs) yeah um so as far as uh, let's let's quickly compare and contrast the two games starcraft 2 is amazing league of legends can suck my fucking dick (laughs) i'm just kidding (laughs) um all right so so starcraft 2 primarily a 1v1 game league of legends multiplayer 5v5 yeah uh starcraft 2 will make your brain melt and if you don't have an idea on how you're gonna unmelt your brain you kind of just lose sure uh league of legends or I'm sorry, uh, StarCraft 2, uh, 
you're going to be controlling a lot of characters There's a on lot the going on. There's a lot going on. Uh, somewhere between 50 and 200. Uh, for the most part in League of Legends, you're dealing, you're managing one character. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, your characters in uh, in StarCraft. You don't uh, alter the skills. Like, you don't alter the skills. There are abilities that you can cast on other dudes and things like that, but there's no fucking items. You're not... There are upgrades, so... But you're not going to be alternate like altering individual units. Like it's just like if you get a ground upgrade for increased armor, all your dudes on the ground are going to have more armor. Right. League but of Legends, you're primarily altering your unit. Yeah, you're increasing like like massively increasing the statistics in one way or another across like your character sheet. Like so, there's a lot going on. Right. Uh, Starcraft two. There's a bunch of different maps. Yeah, and the maps change a lot, and the map you're playing on generally dictates some of the strategies that you can be expected to come across um i mean like if if you're on as winter calls it long map you're probably not going to get fucking rushed super early on in the game because the defender's advantage is too far up there sure and like some maps have pervert pillars some maps don't pervert pillars just you stick a dude that can fly and he just like watches (laughs) right Map variation. Map variation. Uh, League of Legends. Uh, primarily, you're going to be playing on one map unless you're playing one of the more casual game types. Uh, yeah. There are some things in League of Legends that uh, that alter that map. Uh, like you're, th- there's different dragons that you get throughout the game, yeah. and they change. They now actually change the geography, the geography and shape of the map. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really nifty. Um, but fewer maps to learn. How uh, the game progresses in StarCraft, you. You progress in the way that you try to progress. Right. Uh, so there's a certain amount of mineral lines on the mat, and you those are just various strategic positions that you either have the strength to defend or not, or can pick up in the blind spot of like an opponent, um, and you build workers to harvest materials. In League of Legends, you're going to be killing enemy characters. You're going to be farming the minions that are on the map. You're going to be farming the map-wide objectives. You're going to be farming the creatures inside the jungle as well. Right. How you manage those minion waves too is very, very important. Like, like that can, you know, several minutes can be decided based on like how you, f- how badly you fuck up a minion wave. Right. Meanwhile, in StarCraft, it's like if you lose your entire army due to bad positioning, you either panic your balls off and build another army, or you die. Or maybe maybe the dude kills your army and then doesn't do shit. In which case, that guy's a dumbass and profit. Yep. Um, Starcraft two, very fun. League of Legends, very fun. Yeah. Um, Starcraft two, very hard. Yeah. League of Legends, very hard. Um, these games are games that have been pillars in both of our lives for a very long time uh we feel very strongly about these games um they're always going to be trade-offs and uh like they're both fucking free yeah they're both free um oh i don't think that we talked about uh, league of legend uh, starcraft 2 15 minutes to 15 to 30 minute games averages uh, it's fucking sure it's out there like uh, sometimes it can be a minute sometimes it can be i think if you're av- going into like a 30 minute game like you should probably just leave yeah <laughs> uh league of legends 30 30 minutes plus usually 
Um, yeah. Sometimes shit gets snowballed really early, and you can have games go as short as 15 minutes, 20 minutes. But um, but 30 minutes is probably a good solid average. Mm-hmm. Um, you should try both of these games. Both of these games are really, really good. They would not have stayed as popular as they are today uh, yeah. for as long as they have if they were not fantastic games. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to play either of these games with us, reach out to the podcast. Uh, send us uh, send us an email. Uh, listen to the outro. It has all of our contact information. We would love to hear from you. Venmo me your money. <laughs> <laughs> um, but play League of Legends, play StarCraft 2. Alex, do you have anything else before we call it for the day? Um, uh, you should probably give out some like good YouTubes, because I mentioned some earlier in the podcast for StarCraft 2, like Loco, Winner, and Neuro. Sure. Uh, the primary YouTubes that I follow uh, for League of Legends is uh, Pro Guides. Uh, I follow uh, Mobilytics. Um, uh, those are uh, both. Uh, those are both like those in-game apps that uh, that like basically give you runes and items and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really use those things because I've reached a point where I've like found my hero pool that I enjoy playing and I know those characters pretty well, so I don't have to rely on them. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, their videos on keeping me updated on like what characters should, uh, what characters should I be playing? What characters are, will I probably be seeing uh, are, uh, are really good. Uh, their analysis of patch notes and that thing is uh, that kind of thing is really good. Um, I, uh, m- the primary streamer that I watch is his name is solo Renekton only. Uh, he's a top laner. Uh, he, a lot of times the kinds of stuff that he uploads to YouTube are, um, like a little bit of off meta builds. Um, uh, but, uh, I am an ergot one trick at this moment. So I watch a lot of Goliath games. Uh, he's an ergot one trick pony at the, uh, at the master's level basically um and uh yeah uh the the thing about league of legends is that there's 150 characters um the best people at those other at those characters other than those pros are going to be one tricks uh so like do some uh, do some research find out what kinds of characters that you enjoy playing there's plenty mm-hmm. of uh, videos out there that are that like try and help you like figure out kind of what direction that you would like to go in terms of like the style of character and then figure out what that character is and then like google like who are who are the streamers that one trick this character and then watch those streamers because they know those characters better than anybody um uh but that's pretty much all that I've got for League of Legends. Fucking play it. StarCraft 2, fucking play it. They're yeah. great games. Play them with us. Um, and I don't mind fucking shit stomping people that are new to the game. I'm fucking new to the game, too. <laughs> like, I just got, like, SC2 replay stats and Overwolf. Overwolf makes build orders, like, Barney style. It gives you, like, an overlay in-game, and you literally just, like, follow that shit. That's fucking rad. Yeah. I, like, I don't fucking use it. Like, <laughs> I try, but, uh, nah. Yeah. Um, play games, guys. Fucking PC gaming is rad. Yeah. Uh, if you can't afford a PC, no judgment. Uh, get uh get an Xbox. Uh, get a PlayStation Five. Um, play fucking gaming Halo. is just getting better. Uh, there's a lot of things that aren't so great about gaming, but um, there's a lot of things that aren't so great about a lot of things. So uh, 
that's all I've got. Alex, that's all you got? Yeah, I'm fucking good. All right, right on. Uh, thanks for listening to Hub for Hubbub. I've been Corey the Wood 2 Guru. This is Alex Black Sheep Wall. Right on, and we will hit you with the outro. Thanks for listening to Hub for Hubbub. We really appreciate you being here. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share the podcast with your friends, as that is going to be the fastest way this podcast is going to grow. If you want to reach out to us, please do so at hubforhubbub at gmail.com. That's spelled H-U-B, number four, H-U-B-B-U-B, at gmail.com. Please follow us on Twitter and Instagram, spelled the exact same way. Also, please be sure to follow and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so that you get new episodes as they are released. Hub for Hubbub was created by Corey and Cheyenne, co-hosted by Alex. Periodically engineered and edited by Brandon. I have been your host and producer of Hub for Hubbub, and I'm Corey the Woodtier Guru. If you want even more content by me, be sure to follow me on Twitter at WoodTierGuru. That's W-O-O-D-T-I-E-R-G-U-R-U. Everyone else has opted to keep their personal social media private, and your discretion is appreciated. It's been fun. Check back soon for more Hubbub here at Hub for Hubbub. Hub for Hubbub is primarily for entertainment purposes, and as such, personal accounts or recorded events may be embellished or entirely fabricated. Content on Hub for Hubbub is intended for mature, discerning, and rational legal adults with reasonable senses of humor and adequate access to free will. Consulting an expert or professional in addition to utilizing personal research is not only recommended, but is considered necessary by Hub for Hubbub before anyone should attempt anything having to do with what is discussed or showed on Hub for Hubbub.